Well, thank you so much for joining us online for our morning devotions. I'm the Reverend Scott Cameron, Minister of Stevenson High Kirk here in North Ayrshire. But it is my prayer that as you worship with us, that you would experience God's touch and thrilling grace. Well, as you will have followed the news, churches can now gather social distancing down to one metre. Therefore, we're delighted that we can accommodate many more in the church. So we're also able to sing, but masks must be worn. So why not join us at 10.30 this morning? If you haven't booked, please don't worry. Just give your details at the door. Well, this week, we were also so sorry to hear about the passing of a precious member and our dear friend, Janet Montgomery. For many years, Janet was the captain to our Girls' Brigade Company, 3rd Stevenson. So we therefore remember Janet's family and friends in our prayers. Well, we now worship the Lord as we sing in our opening hymn, Be Thou My Vision. So let's worship together.
Father, let us now unite our hearts as we pray together. Let's pray. O Heavenly Father, how we need the unction and influence of your Holy Spirit to help lead and guide us into the realms of true prayer. You invite us this morning to come and see and to taste and see that the Lord is good and how blessed we are when we take refuge under your wings. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. As we enter your presence, we now declare that Jesus Christ is Lord. Truly Jesus is the Son of God, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. O Lord, you search our hearts and know us. You know our sins, our failings, our weaknesses, our unfaithfulness. You're familiar with all our ways. Therefore we pray this day, have mercy upon us. Blot out our transgressions. Forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. For you are our great mediator. And through the cross you've made a new and living way where we can enter and enjoy your eternal presence even here in our own homes. And so we give thanks and praise to our God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Lord, you have invited us this day to approach your throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Therefore, may your amazing grace lift now our hearts as we pray together in the Lord's Prayer, saying together, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Well, I'm now going to invite Daniel to come and read to us from the Word of God. Thanks, Daniel. This morning we read in the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verses 43 to 51. The next day Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. Finding Philip, he said to him, Follow me. Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsaida. Philip found Nathanael and told him, We have found the one Moses wrote about in the law, and about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nazareth, can anything good come from there? Nathanael asked. Come and see, said Philip. When Jesus saw Nathanael approaching, he said of him, Here is a true Israelite, in whom there is nothing false. How do you know me? Nathanael asked. Jesus answered, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you. Then Nathanael declared, Rabbi, you're the son of God, you're the king of Israel. Jesus said, You believe because I told you I saw you under the fig tree. You shall see greater things than that. He then added, I tell you the truth, you shall see heaven open, and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. May God bless to us the reading of his precious word. Amen. 
Well, this morning we're going to be considering one of the great unsung heroes of the New Testament. And it should be no surprise that we are turning to John's Gospel, where we read on every page someone who has found life in Christ. Their lives totally and radically changed. And I dare to use the term, yes, they were truly converted to Christ. Well, under the influence and power of the Holy Spirit, the Apostle John pens this wonderful Gospel, which has a twofold purpose. Yes, he desires that all would come to believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. But also, he's not happy just for you to believe. He also wants you to experience life in his name, to receive life. Well, when the disciples went out with the gospel, the demons fled at the name of Jesus. People were saved, healed, delivered and set free, all in the name of Jesus. Well, John understood that being a Christian is more than just believing the Bible to be true. It's more than agreeing with a set of Christian doctrines and holding to higher morals. John argues that a Christian is one who truly believes in Christ but also who has experienced and received life in his name. Well, today we'll be considering the life of Nathaniel, Nathaniel Bartholomew, as other gospel writers refer to him, Bartholomew. He was one who believed the scriptures about the Messiah, but it wasn't until he had put his trust in Christ that he came to experience life in his name. And so this morning I want us to consider Nathaniel's call. Well, he came from Cana, a small town in Galilee near Nazareth. This was the place where Jesus performed his first miracle by turning water into wine. He was called shortly after Jesus' baptism in the wilderness. Remember there when John the Baptist pointed to the Lamb of God? Well, Andrew, John, Peter and James were called shortly after. The next day, we're told that Jesus found Philip. And then Philip found Nathanael and brought him to Jesus. Well, Nathanael's call in John's Gospel tells us a lot about him. We know that he loved the Scriptures. Well, Philip knew that Nathanael would be interested and announces We have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Oh, the truth of the scripture was important to Nathanael. Oh, he knew the Old Testament prophecies. Oh, could it be that Nathanael was also a student of John the Baptist? Now, Philip didn't approach Nathanael with a list of promises to entice him. He didn't say, Oh, I have found someone who can heal you of every sickness. Or I have found someone who will make life easier for you. He didn't even say, I have found someone who has a wonderful plan for your life. Who will give you all the desires of your heart right now and will fix all your problems. Oh, he will cure all your ailments and deal with all the people who annoy you. No, Nathaniel didn't need a carrot to entice him to go with Philip. He wasn't looking to get something from the Messiah. Nathaniel knew the true Messiah was one who ought to get something from him. If Jesus is the Messiah, the Christ, the Son of God, then Nathaniel would be like the Magi, coming with the most precious gift, 
the worship of his heart. Oh, he was someone who loved his Old Testament. Yes, Nathaniel was an eager student who sought to know and understand the truth of the scriptures. Like the Ethiopian eunuch, who is Isaiah referring to in chapter 53? Oh, Nathaniel knew the scriptures well and would recognise the real thing if he saw it. For he wanted to live right before God. When Jesus saw Nathaniel, he declared, Behold an Israelite indeed. The word in the Greek means truly authentic, truly genuine. Oh, Nathaniel wasn't like the religious Pharisees, hypocrites, having an air of religiosity, but no life, spiritually dead inside. Oh, he was just an ordinary man, but sought to live for God with all his heart. Well, Philip went on to tell him, It is Jesus, Yeshua, Joshua, Yahweh, our salvation of Nazareth, the son of Joseph, who is the Messiah. Well, from Nathaniel's call, we also notice Nathaniel's concern. Well, Nathaniel's passion for the scriptures must have heightened his interest in Philip's news. But oh, what a letdown. Jesus of Nazareth? If only Philip had said, a greater than Abraham is here, or a greater than Moses, a greater than David. But no, Nathaniel's heart must have sank for a moment, even if Philip had said Jesus of Bethlehem. And so notice how Nathaniel responds, Oh, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Oh, we often see the disciples as super saints, or perfect models of Christianity. But you know, they were just like us, with all our warts and with all our prejudices. Have you ever heard people saying, Oh, can anything good come out of Christianity? Can anything good come out of the Church of Scotland? Can anything good come out of Stevenson? Well, Nazareth was a notoriously rough town and wasn't very picturesque. Oh, there was deep prejudice. The Romans would look down on the Galileans and even the Judeans would look down on the Galileans. But even the Galileans would often look down on the people of Nazareth. Oh, Cana wasn't very prestigious either. And therefore, there was possibly some rivalry between these towns. We can therefore understand the prejudice of the Pharisees. They just couldn't accept the Messiah and his disciples coming from Galilee. They are Galileans, uneducated fishermen. When Nicodemus challenged them, they responded, Are you from Galilee too? Look into it and you will find that a prophet does not come out of Galilee. Even the people of Nazareth said of Jesus, Is this not the carpenter's son? Well, John reminds us in his gospel, He came to his own, but they received him not. Well, Philip doesn't argue against the prejudice of Nathaniel. He just tells him, come and see. Or as the psalmist would declare, taste and see that the Lord is good. Well, I would like us now to notice Nathaniel's confession. Jesus now sees Nathaniel coming and declares, behold, 
an Israelite indeed, a genuine man after God's heart. Nathaniel responds, How do you know me? How can you from Nazareth possibly know me from Cana? Before Philip called you, when you were sitting under the fig tree, I saw you. Fig trees weren't very tall or elegant. They were planted in gardens for its fruit, but more so for its shade. The men would often sit under the branches to rest and to pray and study the scriptures. Possibly the fig tree was a very special place for Nathaniel, a place of rest where he could seek after God in prayer and study his word. And so Jesus calls out, I saw you. I saw your heart in that place. No one else knows what you were praying about, but I did. Oh, can you see Jesus? Nathaniel's heart cries out like Mary in the Magnificat. You are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Here Nathaniel recognises the deity and the majesty and the sovereignty of Christ. It may even be that he sees the prophetic fulfilment of Psalm 2 and Zephaniah chapter 3 at verse 15. Nathaniel is just caught up with the truth of who Christ is. And so Jesus responds, Nathaniel, you will see greater than this. You're going to see the fulfilment of Jacob's dream. The angels descending and ascending upon the ladder of course, was a reference to Jacob's dream at Bethel. Here Jesus declares that the ladder is a picture of himself. For I am the ladder, the mediator between heaven and earth, between God and humanity. Yes, Jesus Christ is the great mediator between heaven and earth. His death on the cross would open the way to heaven for all who believe in Christ. Oh, in Christ, we can experience life in his name, life in all its fullness. Oh, what a wonderful, wonderful day, a day I will never forget. After I wandered in darkness away, Jesus, my Saviour, I met. Oh, what a tender, compassionate friend. He met the need of my heart. Shadows dispelling with joy I am telling. He made all the darkness depart. Heaven came down, and glory filled my soul, when at the cross my Saviour made me whole. My sins were washed away, and my night was turned to day, when heaven came down, and glory filled my soul. Oh, isn't that a wonderful gospel song? Well, Jesus said to Nathaniel, I saw you. Today, the Lord would say to each one of you, I saw you. I saw you this morning. There at the kitchen table weeping. In your bedroom. Filled with despair. In your prayer times. In your study. I saw you when you thought I wasn't there. And I see you now. Sitting. Listening. Wishing God would speak to you. Today. Oh will you draw near. Oh, believe in Christ. Trust him as your ladder into the presence of God. Believe and receive life in his name. And so will you respond this morning like Nathaniel. 
You are the Son of God, the Messiah, the King of Israel. You are my Saviour, my Lord, my Shepherd, my King, my altogether lovely one. And will you surrender your heart, mind, soul, your whole life to live for the glory of Christ your King? Oh, as you receive life in his name, may the Spirit of Christ, the Holy Spirit, come upon you with power and empower you as you seek to live for him. All to Jesus I surrender. Lord, I give myself to thee. Fill me with thy love and power. Let thy blessing fall on me. I surrender all. I surrender all. All to thee, my blessed Saviour. I surrender all. Oh, may the Lord bless you. Amen. Well, let's worship together as we sing in this lovely gospel chorus, Heaven came down and glory filled my soul.
now going to invite Helen Wilson to lead us in our intercessory prayers. Thanks, Helen. Let us pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you that because of what our Lord Jesus has done, we can come boldly to your throne of grace. We acknowledge that you are an awesome God, and yet you love us and you want us to have a close relationship with you as children to a father. As we come together, we declare our love for you, and we thank you that we can raise our voices in worship. Another time, Father, we ask for a blessing on all our brothers and sisters across the world. Remember those who are suffering just now through war and unrest, and those who are being persecuted simply because of their faith in you. Give them strength to stand and assure them of your presence with them. We pray for those in our own church family who are currently in hospital or in residential homes. Let them know a touch from your healing hand and the comfort of your presence. We also hold before you the families of those who have recently passed away. May they be aware of your loving arms around them as they adjust to life without their loved ones. Father, we pray for protection for the young people in our churches and communities. We thank you for those who have a heart after you. Help them to stand strong in their faith as they look to you for wisdom in relationships as they go to college or university. Keep them from the temptations which the enemy will put in their paths. May we as a church be a source of encouragement to the young people around us at this time of uncertainty. We know you have a plan which is for good for the lives of all these young people. So draw them close to you and let us see this next generation become a strong witness for you in love for you and compassion for other people. Father, as the restrictions due to COVID-19 are eased, may all the decision makers seek you for wisdom and may they act with integrity at all times. As the numbers rise again, help us all to act responsibly and to show respect for other people. Again, we pray for protection and strength for those workers on the front line. We commit to you all who are preaching your word today. Prepare hearts to hear and respond to the good news. Grant wisdom to all who hold responsibility for congregations. And as we look forward to a new phase after the holiday period, guide us clearly into the areas of service that will bring glory to your name. Help us all to work in unity and see you once again command the blessing. May we go in the joy of the Lord and serve you wholeheartedly. Make us a blessing to you and the people we encounter in everyday living. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer as we ask everything in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Well, thank you so much, Helen, for leading us in our intercessory prayers. Well, we're now going to worship the Lord together as we sing, I'd rather have Jesus than silver or gold. Bye. 
And now let us go in the strength of the Lord and the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son and Holy Spirit be with us and remain with us now and always. Amen.